Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. I'm grateful to be here this morning to be able to share the Word of God with you because the Word of God is what sets us free. And before I go any farther, I just want to make mention that at the end of the service, we're going to be singing, not singing a song, but we're going to be listening to a CD. It's, um, what's that? Zach Williams is the guy's name. And it's called Fear. Please listen to me right now because some of you need to hear this. God won't let me get away from sharing this portion up with you. I've, I've um, thought about this all week long. Fear is a liar. And it's a name. It's the name fear. It can be a spirit, but fear is a liar. And fear is keeping some of you from accomplishing what God wants you to accomplish. So at the end of service, when we sing that song and the Spirit of the Lord is dealing with you, you get yourself up here and and be prayed for. Don't dilly-dally around with that. There's a time and there's a season that God works in in our lives, and it's a time to get on with the Spirit of the Lord when He speaks to our heart. I appreciate what Natasha did this morning. You know, talking about confession, and that's one of the things we want to talk about today. Do we have the slide up there of what, we're, what we've been talking about? Spiritual growth is not optional, so we should. Pray. Spiritual growth is not optional, but we should. Pray. One of the things that we need to do in prayer is confession. The Bible says, confess our faults one to another, that you may be healed. And I believe that in the body of Christ, some of us have masks on. I believe God wants to take those masks off of you today and have you be real with people that are around you. See, some of you have been hurt in life because of different situations and circumstances. and You're not willing to step out again and say, God, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to try it one more time. Yesterday, Terry and I went to see a movie, um, I Can Only Imagine. And that whole day before we went to see the movie, um, my emotions were just raw. I could, and I'm thinking, God, how am I going to stand up and share your word with people tomorrow when I can't get my emotions intact? And that's just part of who I am, and I don't apologize for that. But thank God for prayer and be able to settle the nerves because it's nerve-wracking sometimes to be up in front of people to be able to share the Word of God, the truth that will set the captive free. Confession. I want to read you something. Confession does for the soul what preparing the land does for the field. Before the farmer sows the seed, he works the, he works the acreage, removing the rocks and, putting, and pulling the stumps. He knows the seed grows better if the land is prepared. How is your heart prepared today? I shared with our connection group last Tuesday. I said, do yourself a favor. Before you come to church, Saturday night or whatever the case may be, get your heart prepared. And one of the ways you prepare your hearts is confession. Saying, you know, honey, I missed it. I said something I shouldn't have said or I did something I shouldn't have done. And you know, God's okay with that because He's a forgiving, loving God. We sang about that this morning. Confession, listen to this. Confession is the act of inviting God to walk into the acreage of our hearts. 
Are you willing to do that today? Will you do that today? Will you allow God to come into the acreage of your heart and dig deep within you? Because there's some roots that are there that God wants to pull up and pluck out and destroy those roots. That they not be brought back again. Brother Phil prayed this morning, you know, whenever we get free of something, whenever something leaves, we got to fill it back up with God and his word and his spirit and fellowship with one another. Listen to this. There is a rock of greed over here, Father. I can't budge it. And the tree of, there's a tree of guilt growing next to the fence. Its roots are deep and long. And may I show you some dry soil? Too crusty for seed, Natasha. God gives God's seed grows better in the soil of the heart that is clean and clear. And so the father and the son walk through the field together, digging and pulling, preparing the, fruit, the heart for fruit. Confession invites the father to work in the soil of the soul. This is actually, this is physically a Bible right here. Um, and I say that because... Probably about two years ago now, I preached at a church and had a Bible, and I got picked on because I had literally a Bible that I preached from. It wasn't an iPad. It wasn't an iPhone. If you want to do that, that's fine, Aaron. You go right ahead. <laughs> but I'll use the Word of God this morning. It's the same thing. You know, this is, the church, this is the written Word of God. It's logos. It's words on a page. But let me tell you something There's deeper. It's called rhema. It's the living word of God that jumps off of the pages of you, that gets down into the deep recesses of your heart and that will change you. If you can't forgive someone of their offense, you need to get alone with God and say, God, I just simply, just give up. Just give up and say, I can't. I want to, Lord, but I can't. Just be honest with God. And let him do what he wants to do in you. Second Chronicles 7, I'm going to zero in on verse 14. But before we do, I want to go back up into verse 1. It says, when Solomon had finished praying, fire came from heaven. I want to see some fire come from heaven. And consume the burnt offering and the sacrifice. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Will you allow God's glory to fill you today? By allowing him to take out of you what needs to be taken out and put more of him in you. You remember when Jesus came to the woman at the well? Why did she come to the well? Why did she come to the well? Sure, she came to the, to the well to get water, didn't she? I'm taking a medication and causes my mouth to be really cotton mouth. And I don't like that, but anyway... She came to the well, and Jesus began to speak into her life. And you know what she did? The reason she came, she left without her rod of parts being full. She went back into the city and said, let me tell you about a man that I met that, 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 I met that told me about myself. She began to share the word of God and what Jesus was doing in her life. 
She forgot why she came. Would to God that sometimes we get so engraved and engulfed in the power and the presence of Almighty God that we would forget where we're at in our lives and we would just be consumed by Him. Listen to this. In verse 2 it says, And the priest could not enter in the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord. It had filled God's house. Listen, and when all the children of Israel saw, there was something there that they saw. It was tangible, it was touchable. And how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple. They bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised God saying, we sang it this morning, he is good and his mercy endures forever. I can tell you, if you're sitting here today, if you're listening to this by the way of podcast or what message, whatever it is we do here at CT when we go online and listen to it, it's not podcast, it's just a message. But if you're here and you're listening to this, you're going to bow your knee to Jesus Christ one day. One day you will, whether you willing or you, if you want to, today is the day that you can do that. But one day you will bow your knee to Jesus. He's going to say, "Good, well, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. But those that I never knew you, there's going to be a separation. There's going to be a separation, church, of the sheep and the goats. Which side are you going to be on? That was the message of salvation right there. Jesus, the cross still bleeds for you. The cross still bleeds. You'll bow your knee to Jesus one day. So I'm going to drop down to verse 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon, this is the second time, by night, and said to him, I have heard your prayers. God hears your prayers. I have heard your prayers and have chosen this place. Would you say this place? I'm talking about this place right here. He was talking to Solomon. God had chosen that place for him. This place God has chosen. Do you know that you're a part of this place? Some of you need to settle that in your heart also. Do you know that this is a place that God has chosen? It hasn't happened. It hasn't gone through the years and ups and downs and ins and outs to still not be here today. It's here because God has chosen this place. And you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We need to settle that in our hearts. I'm going to say this. I get so tired of church hoppers. And you may be sitting here today and think about going somewhere else. If, that, if that's the case, I guess you just have to go. Don't want to see you go. But listen to me. You have to know why you are here. You have to know why you are in this place that God has called. Because what happens when Sister... Sandpaper offends you, I'm leaving. They looked at me the wrong way. Brother Brillo Pad. Oh, Brother Brillo Pad. He rubbed. <clears throat> I don't like that. Well, what's wrong with you? That preacher didn't even talk to me today. Oh, huh? We get offended so easy. My God, help this United States of America and help the church. We get so offended. I'm offended, so I'm going to go down to the first church of the chosen frozen. 
I'm going to go to Open Door. I'm going to go to Center Point. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. And those are good works. But you got to know where you're planted. you got to know where God's called you to. you got to know where your feet is set. you got to know who feeds you. you got to know the heart of the man that leads the ministry that you're, that you're following, that you're working with. That was your free part. <laughs> God said, this is God saying this next in verse 13. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, and I command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among whose people? My people. Rick Warren said something in his uh, message last week. He's talking about, and we're going to look at it here, here in a minute, I hope, hope I get to it. Um, he said something in the 40-day, if you're not, can I just put a plug in here for connection groups? I'm going to anyway because I got the microphone today. <laughs> if you're not plugged into a group, you need to be. Because you will never grow deeper. You'll... You, Someone's someone sitting there, I don't need, I don't need, yes, you do. You're being lied to, you need people. If nothing else, you need them because of Brother Brillo pad or Sister Sandpaper. You'll, feel, you'll find out how much God you've got in you when they start rubbing up against you. Huh? You know I'm telling you the truth. Don't look at me like that. I like to interject some humor in this, okay? Just flow with me. Where was I at? My people. God said, my, thank you. My people who are called by my name. Listen to this. He says, if these things happen, God just doesn't send junk into our life to bring us down and hurt us. There's things that happen in life to us. But it's what we do with it that will bring us through it. You can either have a good attitude or you can have a stinking attitude. And let me tell you something about stinking attitudes. They'll breed. They'll get over on you at work. Where are we going with that? They'll get over on you at work if you allow it to. Am I being too hard, too loud today? It's the truth. It's a tr God help us with our attitudes. Oh, if my people... Who are called by my name. Number one. If they will humble themselves. See where fear is concerned. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to admit it. And take ownership of it. Some of you sitting here today. Have been freed from drugs and alcohol. You had to own that thing. You had to finally realize. And recognize and say. This is who I am. I don't want to be that way. I need to change. And don't talk about your husband and your wife like that. Maybe it's you and not her that needs to change. We'll do a little better counseling here also. Yeah. You won't have to go six hours. You go five hours and 50 minutes. Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from our wicked ways? God? Did he really say that? David said, 
Search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And I'll tell you what, don't pray that prayer unless you're absolutely serious about it. Because some of that stuff will start coming up out of you and you'll think, where did that come from? It's just something that God wants to stir the soil of your heart that it can produce good fruit. He said in a promise, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Verse 15, he goes on to say, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attended to prayer made in this place. Twofold, this place, this church, CT, this place. And then number two, the temple of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. He will hear and he will answer. I, I believe we're talking about, trans, we can talk about transformation today. And I really think that we get to the place in our lives where the breakthrough is right there. And because the devil's a liar, and he's the father of it. I said the devil's a liar, and he's the father of it. We get down to this place, and the breakthrough's right there. And we stop because you'll never make it. You'll never overcome that thing. They've told you all your life. You heard your dad say. You heard your mom say. You'll never amount to anything. Go see the movie that we saw yesterday afternoon. I can only imagine. He sang, I, didn't, I didn't know all what it was about. He sang that song for, for his dad. Lived a rough, rough child. I'm like, I better shut up. I'll tell you about the movie. Not sorry. That was on previews. I'm not giving you anything you don't already know. Verse 16, for now I have chosen and sanctified this house. God has sanctified you in Jesus Christ. There is no power on hell, in hell, on earth, that can stop you from accomplishing what God has called you to accomplish. Because he is faithful that called you and is well able to keep that which he has committed unto you against that day. There is no power in hell. Jesus overcame. And my name, my name will be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. He will never leave or forsake you. You may be sitting here today and you may screwed up all last night in any way, shape, or form, but I'm telling you that God right now is for you, and he is not against you. Do not allow the enemy to lie to you any longer. Don't allow him to lie to you any longer. Can you flip that screen, please? So we need to prepare our hearts. What's that, word? What's that first word there? What is it? What's that mean? What? You have a choice. I share that with some people. Sometimes they look at me like I've got two heads. Well, I, I never disobey God, liar. 
I never disobey God. You have a choice. When God says, if you will confess your sin, he will be faithful and just. You have a choice. If it is not a choice that whether we're going to, or it's a choice whether we're going to or not. Now, if you choose not to, that's rebellion. Someone sitting here today needs Jesus as Lord. They need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And we give you the opportunity. I've already given you that opportunity once. To say yes to Jesus because he's paid the price for your sin. And the answers for your life. He's all we'll ever need. He is all we'll ever need. And if you walk out of here today and say no to Jesus. You have made a choice. You have made a choice. Someone needs to hear this. I feel this by the spirit of God right now. Um, In your life. Personally, as you walk throughout your day, whoever you're in contact with, whoever you work with, whoever you're over, whoever you're under, you need to be bold in your witness for God. Don't be timid. Because I'm telling you what, people need to hear what you have to give. People need to hear what you have to give because you've made a choice, and that choice is Jesus Christ. Don't be in rebellion. God will not enforce himself on you. On a personal note, there was a period of time when I was away from ministry, and I fought it. And you know what? God's bigger than I am. It's like, huh, imagine that. God will get his way. It's just how long do you want to stay in the muck and the mire and not be obedient to him? God will get his way. Don't be rebellious. Don't don't back away from God. Go towards him. And it may cost you something. It may cost you your life. You know, marriages that aren't sanctified in Jesus Christ where the husband and wife are serving God together and the man decides to go on and the woman stays behind or the woman goes on and the man stays behind. It may cost you your marriage. And I say this lightly, and I tread lightly here, but so be it, you've won the eternal battle. You understand what I'm saying? God blesses marriage. He sanctifies marriage. He causes marriages to be and come together. But when it comes down, we need to make a choice. Are we going to serve God? Are we going to serve money or mammon? Or what are we going to serve? What choice are we going to make in our lives? Now, don't go out of here and say Rick was talking about leaving my husband or my wife. I didn't say that. I'm saying if there's a, ch- if there's a choice, God, God's big enough to work it out, okay? God's just big enough to work it out. The Bible says we're going to look at it. Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Flip the screen, would you please? Humility. Humility for you is essential for your prayer life to be heard. You have to humble yourself. What time did I start? Does anybody know? My goodness, I've got uh, 55 minutes, I think, Aaron. So we need to humble ourselves. The Bible says to humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. Casting all, everyone say all. all. Casting all your care upon him because he cares for you.
go to the next screen. So our part, number one, is to humble ourselves. The number two is to pray. And who we are praying to is more important than what we're praying about. We're going to look at it here in a second about seeking his face and not his hand. I hope this message this morning is not in any way, shape, or form you are allowing the enemy to beat you down because that is not the intent of my heart and whatsoever. But I have to tell you the truth. I have to speak the truth to you like Natasha said this morning. Natasha, bless your heart for being honest with us. She said, I have, I have to confess to you. We get back to confession. Pray. Our Father in heaven, May your name be kept holy, according to Matthew 6, 9. Let me read you something about prayer. Some, how, many of you can be, how many of you want to be honest this morning and say, yeah, I struggle with prayer. Will you raise your hand? Wow, look, look around. Look around. We're in the same boat. We're in the same household of faith. I sent this to Kelly, who's over the, the prayer ministry. And this is not to nullify anything that we've talked about up until this point, okay? Just making a point here. Do you want to know how to deepen your prayer life? Just pray. Don't prepare to pray. Just pray. Don't read about prayer. Just pray. Don't attend a lecture on prayer or engage in discussion about prayer. And I'm not telling you not to come to prayer meeting. I'm not telling you not to come to small group next week because we're going to talk about prayer. <laughs> or to engage in discussion about prayer, just pray. Posture, tone, place are personal matters. Kind of like what Todd was saying this morning about preference and, and praise and worship, isn't it? Select the form of prayer that works for you. You have to find, where's Ashley's in, in the... Nursery, isn't she? Bless her heart. She's going to be singing a song that's not, that, that's not her, Jason. But she's willing to put herself out there and do that. we got to find out who we are. You can't be Aaron Hines. Forget about that. You can't be Aaron Hines. Jay, we can't be you. CJ, we can't be you. You've got to know who you are. Who are you today? What's your DNA? What's God made of you? Because who you are will touch people's lives. I remember the first time I ever spoke back in 1983. That's been a ways back over in Salem White building. And I remember, <laughs> I can remember like it was yesterday, praying. I said, God, if you want three people in the house, bring three people I don't remember how many we'd run at that time, but if you want the house to be full, then let it be full, just whatever. And I remember Pastor Eric saying to me whenever, just before I got up to speak, he said, Rick, I want you to stand up here just for a moment. Stand, I can remember this like it was yesterday. He said, I just want you to look out at the people. Because the people is who it's all about. The people is, all, is who it's all about. The person sitting next to you. We talk about masks. Take the mask off and be real and let go and let God. 
So the gospel is about people. Um, about prayer, don't think too much about it. Don't be so concerned about wrapping the gift that you never give it away. But listen, this ought to relieve some of the pressure about prayer. Better to pray awkwardly than not pray at all. Hallelujah. Listen to this. If you feel you should only pray when you feel inspired, that's okay. Just see to it that you feel inspired every day. <laughs> Pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty simple. Some people say, I don't know how to pray. Well, Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. What do you need today? Pray. Next slide, please. Seek his face and not his hand. I remember a, a gentleman that spoke occasionally at um, other churches, and he, told, he, he said one time, he said, Rick, he said, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He says, when you come to me, don't come to me for a message. Come to me for me. You know, when we, when we pray, when we worship, when we're in a setting like this, and if it gets real quiet, we get real antsy, don't we? We don't know how to act. Oh, what's going to happen? We just need to re re learn to rely and, and relax in God. We need to seek His face. Seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33 says. Seek first the kingdom of God, and everything that you have need of will be given unto you. The next says, turn from your wicked ways. We need to turn from our wicked ways. If there's anything in us that's wicked, we need to turn from that. We need to acknowledge it, confess it, put it behind us, and walk forward. It's as simple as that. So that's, that's our part. Humility, prayer, seeking His face, and turning from our wicked ways. That's one of the ways that you'll be transformed. That's one of the ways that you'll be turned around and changed. I don't think I finished what Rick Warren said. Maybe I did. Coming back to me, so I'll say it again. He said, when was the last time that you really cried out to God? Now answer this question truthfully. When was the last time that you really cried out to God? And he said, I can tell you when it was. I'm thinking, you don't even know me. How are you going to be telling me something like that? What's wrong with you, boy? He said it was when you were in the greatest pain of your life. That's when you really cried out to God. Is that, come on now, is that truth or not? When everything's going all hunky-dory, everything's going all right, what do we do? We just skip, skip along, go on our merry way. We don't pray like we need to. We don't pray as we should. But brother and sister, brother and sister, something starts happening in our life and causes us to have some face time. Get on your face before God. Oh, God. You know, that God, that's not God's first name. Oh, that's not God's first name. But that's what we do at times, don't we? 
Thank, thank, God. thank God he understands us as human beings. My, my, my. What's God, God's promise? What's his part in this? In uh, this scripture that we're looking at in, in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. God's promise. He said that I will hear from heaven and I will forgive. God's part also is forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9. If we can, can anyone can anyone quote that? What is it? But what's the first part? What's the first? Oh, I heard that somewhere before. If we confess, confess means to agree with, and you're going to agree with God because you're going to be honest to God. As Natasha was honest this morning, I need to confess something to you. Now, you need to, you need to know who is in your circle that you can confess to. Amen? Don't confess to sister or brother blabbermouth. Now, I know there's nobody around here like that. Huh? I'm just sharing this prayer request to you that you pray for this person. Now, you know. You know, honey. You know. Don't look at, look at me at that with holy sanctimonious face. Not, I'll move on. Forgive us, Lord. And he said, the last part of this, heal, he will heal our land. In Psalm 103, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who heals your brokenness, helps you in life, gives you good things. We, we heard it this morning. He's a good God. He's merciful. His truth endures forever. What area, I'm getting ready to close here. What area in your life? And I really feel that some of you that are struggling need to make a physical move today. I felt this whenever I was working on this message. When Aaron, Aaron asked myself and John to talk about prayer, and I'm thinking, probably like the rest of you, God, I can't do that. God, God gives us different areas and avenues to get on in our lives with him. One of the avenues that he's given is this 40 days of prayer that we're going through. And let me say again, circles are better than rows. You need, if you're not part, and I don't know, I don't know who always a part of a connection group and who is not, so I'm not talking to anybody specifically. Don't let the devil come down and sit on you and say, ah, he's got your number. And he'll do that. But you need the body of Christ. No man is an island unto himself. You need the body of Christ to be a part of that. To allow people to speak into your life and that you can speak into people's life. And when I say speak into your life, I mean just a word of encouragement. Just a word of hope. 
I told someone this morning that I was proud of them. I don't know if I have that right or not, but I'm proud of them. When's the last time you had someone tell you that they were proud of you? Some of us are wounded today, deep wounds in our hearts because we never had a father or a mother that would tell us that they were proud of us. They wouldn't show you the love and the affection that you needed at the time that you needed that. And those can I tell you, those wounds go deep. They get, they get deep-seated on the inside of you. And it takes, number one, it takes your willingness. What It takes what? Your willingness to say, yes, Lord, I will allow you, even if I feel like it's going to hurt me to dig down and get this root and cut that sucker out. It takes your willingness to allow God to do that in your heart. Now, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that you work with, people in this body that walk around wounded. Fear is a liar. I just jotted some things down, and this goes along with four personality traits that we talked about at group leaders meeting the other night. It can be a fear of taking advantage of. It could be a fear of rejection. It could be a fear of loss of security. It could be a fear of criticism. Fear to try again because you failed. Don't look at it that way. Look at it the fact that you found something that you, if you stepped out in to do something and it didn't happen, didn't go like you thought it should, maybe that's not where God wanted you at. You found out where you were not called to go. But we look at that on the other side of the coin and allow the enemy and allow ourselves to bring, our, bring us down, don't we? Don't we? How about um, past failed relationships? Failure, fear to fear. Uh, to uh, try again, failure again and again and again. God is not... God is not wearied with your failures and your trying again. Can I tell you that? God's not weary of that. But I'm telling you that fear will keep you bound... It'll keep you from doing the will of God for your life. Fear will keep you because you're wondering, what are people going to think about me? What does it make any, I'll put it politely, what does it make any difference? Father, we thank you for this time, for your word. We thank you for this body of believers that you've called and that you've assembled here. And it's a place that you've placed your name and your presence in this house with the people that call themselves church triumphant. We pray as we come to the end of this time together that uh, for the people that you've spoke, Lord, it may be one person, it may be 15, I don't know, but I just know you've spoken and they know that you've spoken. I pray that there will be a movement of your spirit to move people where they need to be at this time. 
Thank you for the opportunity, Father, to be able to share your word with your people. We pray that our lives would be transformed. Let me tell you what I'm seeing right now, and this may sound crazy. We put our confidence in our assurance in a lot of things. It can, it can be our homes. It could be our spouse. It can be a, a dog that we have. That that's where we go whenever we need comfort. God wants to be your comforter. He doesn't, want, he doesn't, he doesn't want to allow that dog to be the person that, and that seems so funny, but he doesn't want that dog to be that thing or that animal that takes his place. Let me tell you something. You can trust God this morning. You can trust God to help you with what you're walking through in life. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org.